Oh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen on the internet. This is the Gaming Start podcast for the 13th of June, 2023. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And I'd, video video games are happening again. Video games are happening. Still. Yes. Um, and we need to talk about it, I guess, because we did take a week off to so that I could experience the video. It's going to be a, probably like a me-heavy episode. It is. I realise it. I was, I was ho- I've played the two major releases of the last, like month or whatever yeah um i was hoping we'll get a little bit of a little bit of some of the stuff i mean there has been like obviously this is we're recording this on the sunday before it goes live so we haven't heard some of the big summer games fest stuff but um so i was hoping that there's going to be a bunch of stuff in there that we could talk about um so that i could get involved but actually no there's like yeah three things so far where i'm like ooh, well, there wasn't there's not tons of stuff the yeah. Summer Games Fest was kind of like what, a bit whatever, which is Matt, we'll we'll, uh, get, we'll get to it, but like yeah, it was it was a little bit no joke. Like I, I'm not even really exaggerating. There's like three or four things where I'm like, oh yes, excellent, cool, um, yeah. and a lot of stuff that was just like, oh yeah, I'll add this to a wish list and I'll check it out later. It's been it has been a good one for demos this year though. Like everything so far that I have been kind of interested in has at least come with something that I can go and play immediately and be like, oh well, yeah, okay, this is the thing. Um, I thought it's a bunch of the indies and stuff do that. They're mm. they're all about doing demos and getting a part yeah. of Steam Next Fest and all that yeah. stuff. But, so that's yeah. next week. Next yeah, Fest. I know next Steam week, Next Fest is soon, but, which is yeah. which will be even even better for some of this. But some of it's out right now. But we'll get there. Um, but let's talk about things that we've actually played though. Um, and I'll mm. I'll get my stuff out the road very quickly. Um, with my insanely controversial opinion, yo, that Zelda's pretty good. Yeah. It's, Zelda's a pretty good game. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about this last time, and like we're, we're under the same restrictions where like we can't talk about really anything that happens. But uh, yeah, when I finally cracked into it, it has been it has been a while because I think I I bought it after we recorded the last episode, I think, um, and which would have been a Sunday, and then there was a moment at the end of the day where I was like. I could just call in sick to work and keep going, right? That's a thing you can just do. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. got that, like, that. I could just keep going with this and it's fine and I don't have to do anything else ever. I didn't, for the record, for legal reasons. That, yeah. I, did, I definitely did not do that. For legal reasons, because yeah, <laughs> your work is constantly listening <laughs> yeah, to this. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's such a, it's such a spectacularly designed thing. Like, there yeah. are, like, the one that really got me was, um, there was a, there's a Twitter thing doing the rounds. This must have been weeks ago after it came out of a particular a particular area in one of the dungeons where somebody had basically constructed like a rope bridge. Like they'd duct taped a bunch of platforms together and then they rolled it across lava yeah. and made the bridge. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you go, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a nice inventive situation uh, solution to that problem. And then there's a bunch of game developers going, this is fucking bananas. How does anyone pull this off? This shouldn't yeah. work. That's the kind of special it, it, stuff where you're like... It is, the, it is the next level of the Breath of the Wild thing of solving problems and you being like, I don't think I was supposed to do that, but it... it but it, it doesn't matter. It works. And it's, like, even and it, less... It also doesn't matter and it works, so who cares? Like, even, yeah, the, but even less than last time around. Like, this one, it just feels like, yeah, here's all this... Like, there are 17 things you can do here. All of them work. It's fine. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and it just it's it's got the way that they. I mean, there's there's like um, GDC talks and stuff on this, which is which is actually worth looking at when they when Breath of the Wild came out. But like the way they design Hyrule, um, to be like at any one position, you can be anywhere in the world, 
and yeah, just look around the famous thing. Yeah. and there's something where you go what the fuck is that and they just don't yeah. they don't guide you in a way i really actually like which I, it's not normally a thing i like in these games like this does exactly this, the thing you wanted to do where it's like here's the main objective here's four places to go from at the start of the game fucking go find out and yeah like but this, I mean, game, like, this game, it does it to like an nth degree, right? Where it's yeah. got the it's got the Breath of the Wild thing where you can stand on a cliff top and be like, oh, there's like eight different things that I can see here that are all thing. And you can look up and be like, yeah, exactly. oh, there's a bunch of islands up there that you can do. Yes. And then you can fall underground and be like, oh, there's this whole other area underground that yes. also I, has a bunch of stuff to sit and do. That, yeah. And it just, it just, it hides. There's a great moment. So it... This is not spoilers, but it's a thing, so maybe skip two minutes if you're if you're interested. Um my wife started playing it as well, um, on, on her account. Um and she was playing it uh, handheld while I was doing something else. Um and there was a moment while we were playing where she's just like, the fuck? The fuck? Ah and like something was quite clearly happening and I didn't want to know what it was. And then when I got hmm. back on later on in the day, she was like, Hey, you should go like here wherever it was uh okay sure and i just i was just walking through this thing and it's just just this fucking tree just uprooted itself and ran at oh, me yeah, yeah, and the, i the, the, shat the, myself the living tree stuff yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. shat it and there's no like lead-in there's no like tutorial for that there's nobody going hey these trees walk sometimes like it was just happened and no, it was it like happens, it, yeah. was it was glorious it was absolutely brilliant um i will say like the construction stuff in like the scenarios that they are quite clearly ask you to do it, like the like the shrines and like the bits where they leave all the stuff there. Yeah, the bits where it's it. specifically a puzzle, yeah. not like, a, yeah. that shit is great. Like the the quest where you've got to pull the guy out the crater or the yeah. little thing. Yeah. Like that's great. That's awesome. There's like a bunch of different ways you can do that. I did the dumbest one and it worked and it's great. I don't feel a lot of need for me right now at the point where I am to like build anything out in the world just for the fun of it like i don't need like i don't need to build a jeep and run because i can't really control it at the minute so yeah, like yeah. so yeah I, that, that, I assume that, that will come time. eventually you'll yeah. get once you start being able to get like more control rods and stuff mm. like that you then start being able to design yeah. stuff which is what i've done but yeah. then yeah and like the it's good it's good the, the one as well that i i was i wondered originally why the fuse thing where you attach objects to your weapons why that's its own power like it felt like it wasn't going to do much but the stuff you can do with just that simple like oh, fuse, just, yeah, just yeah, insane yeah. shit like i, I well, was it's like the, it's the way of it's the way of making the the thing that everybody hated in breath of the wild which is weapon degradation interesting yeah. yep. like it's the way of, of, of solving that as yeah, opposed totally. to just being like we'll get rid of it they'll be like no we'll get a creative solution that does this so you actually want your stuff to break so you can make so you can stuff, try different but, yeah. stuff yeah totally and like yeah. just some insane and again, the thing that feels like cheating, where there was, I can't even remember what it was, but there was one where it was just like, I just strapped one of the flamethrowers to my shield, and I just like... Oh yeah, that works. Yeah. I just booked it through one of these, one of, one of the areas, and everyone just died around me. I was like, this is, this feels like cheating, but this is totally what they expect you to do, oh, and it's totally awesome. totally works, yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, just like random encounters with stuff you've never seen before, and just, there's a real... Like it feels really cliche to say, but there's a real like kind of magic to that world where they've just built this thing that just that just has all of these secrets and weird bits in it that you just yeah, come across. Sure. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's it's so good. 
and yeah, like as like the one I think I brought this up last time. The one thing I was really worried about is how it was going to run because like the like as much as I liked Breath of the Wild, like the performance really did start to hurt me eventually at some point. Um, basically zero problems, like nothing. You were yep. totally right. Like even for somebody yep. who's as sensitive to that no, stuff I as I am, nah, totally fine. Like obviously it doesn't run great all of the time but like no, not in any obviously way that's not, like, it's running on a phone but yeah, yeah like, it's like, like, like still good yeah. th- again it is a technical marvel in a totally different way than we're used to like because at the same time because i was playing that at the same time i was playing like jedi survivor for a little bit and like you could not get more different looking games like one super high definition like super detailed 4k like stuff and then you've got Breath of the Wild, which is which is obviously much simpler, but still has a lot of really incredible looking stuff in it. And it's like, it, it, both of these games look good, but in such different ways. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens come end of the year, because we still have... It's interesting. It feels like it's, at the end of the year, there's going to be two games that get a lot of passes because of who they are. And Zelda being one of them, and I assume Starfield is going to be the other one, and like mm. both of those games coming up for like Game of the Year discussions, I think are going to be hellish. <laughs> as somebody who is not huge, like who does not give the same credences to both of those games, like they're they're, they're just games to me. Uh, that's yeah, going to be sure. an interesting discussion to see. Um, yeah, but again, that that's that's a thing. We'll see at Xbox, right? They have specifically carved off. A chunk of time in their showcase for like okay we're going to show a bunch of stuff from starfield and i am super interested to see what they do it might be even if it's or what they show and how it comes across because that initial gameplay they showed of it was real underwhelming it was like yep this looks like a bethesda game in space like it kind of did do yeah, yeah we'll see like we'll see. we just need to wait and see Let's... yeah Ugh. anyway uh yeah zelda good is short answer. Good. It's great. Yep. I did I did have to uh clear out large chunks of my switch which I had not powered on in a while to install that game. It's like thirty gig or something like that. Um yeah, forgotten about that. Forgot you there was even an SD card on my switch, which was Yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. Um yeah, so that's mostly what I was doing. Uh, and then I played some more um Shadows of Doubt, of which that video is up now. Um Super interesting game. People should go see that video. Yeah, very, very interesting. One of the most fascinating things that's come out this year. Um, And then I spent a bunch more time in Ixion uh, over a weekend because they got the big difficulty update. And I I think I sent you a screenshot of the the difficulty, the difficulty tweaking menu. menu. And it's like, what did you say? It was like, this looks like a CRPG menu. It was like... Yeah, it's it's, it's specifically like the the Owlcat like the the guys that make Pathfinder, their mm. difficulty option menu is like that. It's this huge screen of like sliders and worms yeah. and stuff like that. You can just sit and pick and choose. You can customize so exactly much of it. like that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm I'm doing another playthrough of that to try and see if I can get to the end of it. Um, but that's kind of all the game stuff that I've been doing. And I know you've got two of the two of the big releases of of the year yeah. so far to to yeah, talk about. Very so much so. Would, do we want to do? Let's do. Let's let's start with Diablo because I think that's the one I know the least oh, okay, about sure. right now. Okay, um, sure. So it seems like it worked, and it seems like it worked at launch, which is new, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, they. I was expecting the worst. Uh, so I I logged in like at midnight on the Tuesday. Yeah. Just to like mm-hmm. like go through the process and like make a character and stuff, so that if if there was some sort of problem, like 
getting from login to character gen that yeah. I would be able to skip it. And to be clear, you uh, hadn't done was, you hadn't done the early access stuff. This is you getting it day one. I had done so I got it I got it day one in terms of the actual game release. Yes. I didn't pay for the three days early or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I was part of the beta test, but that doesn't really count. Doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just started on the Tuesday, made the character, and then went to bed, and then woke up at like nine and started mm-hmm. playing it. And it worked. It was fine. Like the queue was maybe like three seconds. Right. But they had done at that point they had done three beta tests and an extra beta test that they specifically called like a server buster. So they right. like wanted people to like go on, log on, and mass and like try and break the server. So I assume that. A because they're Blizzard and B because they've done all this work. They knew roughly what they was gonna happen and they were able to like spin up the and the right amount of servers or whatever you need to make yeah, it so it was hope. smooth. Yeah. Absolutely zero issue. Like I I still have had it. The only time I've actually had an issue is when the login server actually broke. Like mm. I've never had a problem with queue times or anything like that. It's all just been like three seconds, okay, you're in, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, which is staggering. You don't expect. I don't expect that. Diablo three was a fucking nightmare trying to play that at launch. So yeah, this is this was a welcome surprise. They'd actually done due diligence, which was yeah. good. Um, and yeah, and then, so Diablo, the actual game itself. Um, I don't really need to describe what Diablo is. People no, know what Diablo it's, it's is. Diablo, like, it's yeah. a Diablo game. Um, it's it is different to three in a good way though where a lot of the problems that people there were a lot of problems with three but a lot of the problems that people had with three was that it was very linear like it was it was acts and it was set maps and it was mm. like go abc and then work your way through the story and then at the end you'd get the procedurally generated map stuff that you kind of expect from endgame diablo mm-hmm. um four is very much an open world like you get access to all of sanctuary like right from the jump and you can go anywhere you want because it all scales to your level, so you can just kind of do whatever. Oh, um, it all scales. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So anywhere you go, it scales. Like nowhere is going to be too difficult or too easy. Like it's all just going to be this kind of, like constant level of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get past certain level barriers, there's like more modifiers on enemies, but that doesn't really do anything either. It's just kind of like this constant overworld level of difficulty. Right. Um, which is good because there's a lot of stuff to discover in the world. There's like there's like little mini hidden dungeons that they call cellars there's like statues that you can find in the world that boost your stats there's side quests and stuff like that so it's very it feels a lot more like an open world game they basically i think i said this when i was talking about the beta they've taken a look at the other successful arpgs that have come out recently mm-hmm. being like lost ark and path of exile and stuff like that and being like they had some pretty good ideas let's do some of what they do yeah. so from lost ark they took the the kind of like open world areas that have dungeons in them so there's like the large open world that then have smaller isolated dungeons that you can find in the open world and then go through and have like a dungeon crawl style experience that you'd expect at a diablo yeah but these are like the world is like littered with them so they're everywhere um and they they not only you don't you don't only do it for the the sake of doing it because it's a diablo game like what else are you going to do other than dungeon crawl um the dungeons themselves are linked to character building because when you un- when you finish a dungeon you unlock a thing called an aspect mm-hmm. that is something that you can put on your armor that like modifies your skills so like it's it it, it all ties into character building right which is it just kind of what you want out of diablo like it's all about like loot and then making your build work and your character and all that stuff sure so they've had this kind of thought process of how to tie everything back in 
Mm-hmm. And then the thing that they've taken from Path of Exile is that character building is based on a instead of it being like Diablo 3 was where it was like you unlock these skills and you use the skill and then that's it. Mm-hmm. It is a your skills are based on a web. So there's right. like a there's like a li- there's like a linear path that has like four skills around each node that you then pick from and as you unlock more it goes down the path and you unlock mm-hmm. more of these nodes to unlock more skills until you hit level 50. And then at level 50, you unlock this new system that is like, it, it's the Paragon system, which has been in Diablo forever. Right. But this time it's based on, oh, it's kind of like a sphere grid and it's kind of like a, a license board. It's very Final Fantasy. It's weird. Where, so it's like, a, it's like a square grid with nodes on them that you link in a linear fashion that I have like, this has plus five dexterity or this has plus 2% damage or whatever. And you link them linearly, and then every so often you'll find a a node that has like a a slot in it that you mm. can put a rune into, and that rune has an effect, but also gains more of an effect based on what's around it. Right. So it you put something in it, and it'll give you a thing, and then say it also boosts your damage by two percent for every dexterity node that is around this within a certain range. Right. So it then becomes about how can you maximize your abilities based on proximity and like it, it becomes a lot of a guessing game the, the the build basically the building in diablo 4 is a lot more than it ever was in diablo 3 in diablo 3 it was just like you pick your skills and then that's it this has like a lot of choice and variance in it mm. because the 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 skill the skill tree every skill has like three additional nodes on it that modify it and then there's a bunch of like passive ones as well that all exist within this web that so you're you're you can fine-tune a lot of stuff about your skills and then when you get to the paragon board it becomes a lot of really diablo level number crunching in your build of like how much if i do this how much more damage can i get instead of me doing this other thing that i could do yeah so instead of it being no choice it's now all the choice right like you can just sit and do all the maths if you want to how, how much how out. much does the game like help you do it like does it give you enough like if you compare this loadout to this loadout here's the numbers and you can like how much math are you doing on paper and how much of it can you just like does so the game help you with the game so stuff stuff like the paragon board and stuff like that where you're increasing of stats and stuff yeah. it's reflective in that you can look at your character screen and as you change stuff it reflects it on your character screen yeah the and it's it's easier for items because items have like a plus minus of like damage per second whereas Mm. like green number goes up red number goes down but the it's kind of like the thing that diablo's always done where like green number goes up which is good but all the stuff that's like passively under it so every like bit of armor and bit of weapon has all these like passive tertiary stats that Mm. are like plus two percent damage to enemies that are close to you or like plus 15 dexterity or whatever it is plus whatever skill damage on this skill that's when it becomes about you actually need to sit and figure out is if i change this five percent damage to things that are far away is that actually more damage if i swap it to dexterity or if i swap it to this skill being better the game doesn't give you any of that. That's all for you to sit and figure out. It'll sure. show you the number being like, oh, this is your damage now or whatever. But it is a it's a calculative process. And that's kind of what people get out of Diablo is being like really 
minutiae about numbers. Oh, sure, um, yeah, yeah. It's it, obviously it's got the dopamine thing of like I killed the boss and then there was this explosion of purple loot. So this, or whatever. this is the thing, but, like, because I always say, I I I I've known a lot of people who are very into Diablo as well, and they all say very similar things. Where it is about like these little tweaks that suddenly have cascading effects that you just suddenly yeah. start murdering stuff. Yeah, From, I, it, it reads to me a lot like the initial exposure to like fighting games where like it is incomprehensible what's happening on the screen if at some point oh god yeah yeah like and, i know yeah, that's yeah. i know that's part of the design of the game right is that you're just this complete monster just running through and everything yeah. explodes around so you so the like, game it, the game is driving you well if you're good at it and you understand what you're doing the game is basically driving auton uh, like autonomy yeah. in the killing of mobs yeah as best as you possibly can Yep. You, uh, you need to set up a build in such a way as where you can press as little buttons as possible and right. shit dies. Like that's the that's that's kind of the peak of a Diablo build. So it, like it's it's how, a, how easy can I make this? That's so the, it's a, it's a it's a murder satisfactory, right? It's you're automating yeah, as much stuff much, as possible yeah, yeah. so you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. But cool. the automation is not coming from like conveyor belts and machines. It's coming from you looking at a thing and being like is two percent damage better or is this dex better yeah, yeah, yeah what if i modify this skill to do this instead of this and it is it's such a it's such a breath of fresh air if you've played a lot of diablo 3 mm-hmm. to then suddenly have this much control over right. what you're doing so they've all they, they've, they've obviously realized hey that was maybe not a great idea let's go back and rethink this and they've rethought it and it is great like it is a lot of people keep saying that this is the sequel to Diablo 2 that Diablo 3 wasn't. I wouldn't yeah. know. I didn't play Diablo 2. Right. But it's um, it certainly feels good to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of what you want out of a Diablo game. Cool. Um, and so other other tertiary stuff out of the Diablo stuff. Um, obviously, it's a Blizzard game. So, mm. like, all the, all the cutscenes and stuff are immaculate and like, incredible. Yeah, like, I, w- that initial trailer they put out where they, they showed off Lilith, like that is, mm. it is a spectacular bit of cinematography. Like it just looks incredible. Yeah. Like that, that there, stuff. There, there are loads of them in the game. Like right. there, are, there are so many moments of they just like pan the camera down and it goes into a cutscene, and it is they're all so high quality and really high fidelity, and like it's it's very clear that they've taken a lot of time with it to like yeah. sit and figure this stuff out. Yeah, looks absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, environments. I don't know, it seems weird that we're in this day and age and people still got mad that Diablo had colour in it at one point. Because right. now it just all looks really brown and grey, which, yeah. you know, it's Diablo, I get it, but like, I kind of would like a bit you of like difference. A bit of yeah, there's a desert. It, yeah, there, yeah, there's a desert and there's a forest at one point, but it's all still a bit muted. Sure. It's all just a bit damp and grey. It looks good, don't get me wrong, like the game has like great lighting and the animations are fantastic and stuff like that it's just i feel like the color palette could use with a bit of a lift right um the music in that game is fantastic sure. it's it's um it's still very diablo so it's a lot of like heavy reverb acoustic guitar and stuff like that yeah but songs are fantastic they're really they're really atmospheric and like obviously i it's the sort of thing where it's like it, it's up to you whether or not that's the sort of thing you listen to on sure, your own sure, time sure. but it's t- it would totally be fine like it is very very well put together and very like a very good song so i would understand someone listening to it on their own time yeah um it's just whether or not you want to feel that sense of dread or not right. but it's yeah. up to you um 
yeah, it's a really cool game because it's open world. You see like cat your other players running around every so often. So that that's just like so in it, towns, right? Or is it? No, it's out in the open world. As oh, well. really? Huh. They're not. They're, they're, I, it's obviously like instance because you see a lot more people in yeah. towns than you do in the open world, but you do see them out in the open world. And it is funny because it is like uh, the game sort of advertising itself, where you can see. So I'm playing a rogue. Mm. and if i see like a sorcerer or whatever do whatever crazy shit they're doing i'm like man that looks fun maybe i should mm. go and roll a sorcerer sure and yeah. it's like it's keeping this self-perpetuating loop right of how the game yeah. keeps you in do you have um, do you have any interaction with people out in the world or is it just like you just watch them you've got you've got emotes you've got a chat box you can you but can you can't, whatever. You, can you can't like you pvp them or anything or like so there's a specific pvp zone oh, you can PvP them okay in, um yeah. that has its own so this is weird right I'm glad you reminded me of this. So Diablo 4 has its own extraction shooter area. What? Yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's, it's play called the, I think it's called the Plains of Hatred, where you mark yourself for PvP, kind mm-hmm. of like the Division, and you kill stuff, and stuff drops this specific currency. But to get the currency at the other end, you have to extract it at a shrine. And if you start extracting it at a shrine, the map gets pinged, being like, hey, the shrine's on. And everybody then runs to the shrine and they can kill you and take your stuff. That's just so it's that's just the dark zone with swords. Like that's it's just the dark zone, except but imagine right, imagine the dark zone, but you turn you 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 activate the helicopter to be like, I want extracted. Yeah. You wait there for like five seconds and then you die in like the blink of an eye. Because Jesus. a sorcerer like jumps on top of you who's like a ball of lightning right. and does like four things and summons this giant fire dragon and stuff like that, and you're just dead. <laughs> Like, Excellent. If you don't react fast, enough, like on a Diablo level, if you don't react fast enough, you just die instantly. So right. you have to be like, it's it's very similar to like high end end game Diablo, where you making a mistake and like over committing and noticing and then noticing that like oh this elite had like walling and blinking and like stunning and mm. stuff like that. So you get trapped in a wall and it jumps on top of you and stuns you instantly and you die. Yeah, it's that very similar thing where if you don't react immediately to what someone else is doing, you just die. Like it, it right. it's so fast. So that's why everybody kind of has their movement panic button. Like what, like sorcerers have their blink, and like I have my dash, and like all that sort of stuff. Where the second something starts happening, you go fuck and hit your dash button. You can get and in there. Then, yeah. yeah, and then react to whatever the fuck is happening. Then um, it's a really cool idea. I've not tried it. I've not hit end game yet because i'm still going mm. through the story because i thought the story was only three acts because that's kind of how it presented itself in the start it's not it's like six. Oh, um, okay uh, the, 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 thing tradi- really the traditional pre- six act structure of yeah yeah bizarre because it gives you like at the start of the game because it's open world you do the whole intro thing and then it gives you the first three acts as like points on the map you're like hey oh. go do this or this and this is act two and this is act three and i was huh. like oh cool so act three must be the end then because they're telling me this is the start of act three and then you get to the end of Act 3, and then there's a fourth act, and then there's a fifth act and a sixth act. Okay. Um, so the thing, that, the thing that really annoyed me, or it, it sort of annoyed me a lot, is that they make a big point about mounts in this game. Yeah. Of like, hey, it's an open world, you have this mount that'll help you traverse the open world quicker. And I was like, okay, cool, they, they'll give us the mount, and then it'll be fine. Because I was going through and being like, I should find all of these... Uh, shrines of Lilith, which are things that if you interact with them, you get like stat points. Sure, because because and like permanent stat points. So it's like it's like actively in your best interest to find all of these because your character sure. is 
actively worse without them for yeah. free. Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, I'll hold off and I'll wait until I have my horse to go and do this because it'll be way faster because I'll have a right. mount and yeah. I can just run across the map. They don't give you a mount until like halfway through Act Four. It's and they're like they're like pre-order bonuses and stuff like that were all horses and there was like well they're, they're yeah they're they're horses and like horse bardings and stuff like yeah, that yeah but you can't use and yeah, them they, until they just don't give they just don't give it to you until the middle of Act Four. It's really weird. weird. Um, I don't understand the choice behind it, especially when there's so much stuff on the map that you can go do and they want you to go and do, but they're like, mm. for the first three and a half acts, they're like, yeah, if you want to go do it, you're going to have to run there, though. And that just doesn't... That doesn't seem good, yeah, to be that's honest. Not, that's not yeah. great. It's a weird choice. But yeah. Um, yeah, everything else about the game is super cool. Like, I'm really enjoying playing it. It's It's a very, very good... I want to watch this show game. Yes, totally. Because it is, yep. a, 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 until you get to end game and you actually have to start focusing, it's mindless. Like, it is... Right. But, like, in a good around. way. Yeah, in a good way. It's still active. Like, you're still doing stuff. It's not like yeah. an idle game. And you still get the dopamine hit of, like, oh, I killed the boss and it dropped the purple and, and yeah. orange and, all oh, that's cool and all that stuff. It's just, like, not... You don't have to focus on it so much at this point that you can mm-hmm. then, like, have a show on or whatever yeah yeah. an end game obviously you have to focus because you can die in like two seconds but at this point i'm just enjoying like going around the world and doing all the stuff and making stuff explode having a having a stream on making stuff explode i've actually found this is the interesting thing i've changed my build since the beta right because i used to go with make things explode which is really fun and that's what Mm. i started the game with but i've changed it because i found a combination of skills that basically mean that if you get it, it's a it's a weird combination of like a poison, a trap, and a stunning thing that basically mm. means that if you group up a bunch of enemies, they don't they don't get to play the game. Basically, <laughs> you like group a bunch of enemies and throw a smoke bomb at them so they get stunned, and you put a trap under their feet. Yeah, and the trap goes off and they fall over, but the trap has a modifier on it that says, and it's a poison trap. And my poisons have a modifier that says if it's poisoned, it has like a twenty five percent chance to fall over. Oh, so wow. okay. it falls over because of the trap and then gets back up and it has a one in four chance to just fall over again. Jesus. So and that's and that's if you apply a poison and for every tick of the poison. So my weapons also have poison on them. So I'm God. throwing so much poison at these enemies that they're basically just falling over at all times. Great. It's, yeah, it's really fun. Like I don't know if it's good or not, but it's really but you're funny. enjoying it. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, so so there's, I'm there's probably a couple it. of there's probably a couple of things like kind of slightly external to the game that's probably worth mentioning. So like monetization, is there monetization there is stuff a, in here? There is, what is a it? pay for cash shop that is for cosmetics. Right. It's for weird looking armor and backpacks. It is not right. like a it is not like a Diablo 3 pay money for items thing. It's yeah, just yeah. cosmetic. And there's no marketplace. There's no like in-game marketplace nope, or no anything like that. House, right no nothing. Sure. Not that I've seen anyway. Maybe that's when it end game. But like I'm sure. level fifty two at this point, and I've not seen it. So makes sense. I wonder how Blizzard feels about this because they've been kind of really on the back foot for a long time now, and then you you map that out to Activision, and they're in even worse position at this point. Like it feels like this has gone pretty well for them, um, but like it's still only one game, and it's not even like one of their like. I wouldn't call Diablo mainstream, I don't think. Like, it's still, like... It still feels like it's it's a... It, it doesn't feel mainstream in the same way that, like, Overwatch is, or that, like... Or, or 
it's not going to save the company, I don't think. Like, it's not like a massive thing, but it's good that they've got like a a good game there. Um, yeah. How yeah. how do you how do you feel? Because it was one of the things from the the Summer Games Fest. Like, how do you think Path of Exile feel with their sequel coming out reasonably oh, soon? Oh well, so their sequel is like it's not even really a sequel because it's just like a modification of Path of Exile One. It's just. Um, it's, it's, it's a two, right? Like it is Path of Exile. It, two. it has two in the name, but it's not like a new. From what I can tell, and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I could tell, it's not like a new release. It's still the same game. It's just like a massive update, from what I could tell. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but um, yeah, I that that was what I was sitting watching it, and people were talking about it, and I was like, "What? This isn't like an actual sequel." But maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But yeah. I don't think that. So I don't think that. Um, Path of Exile has a lot to worry about because Path of Exile it caters to cater, Path of Exile caters to like the real, the proper hardcore like people because their skill system is like mental. Like their 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 skill system is a sphere grid. So that's like yeah. if you took the two if you took the two things that Diablo Four does and mashed them into one thing, mm-hmm. that's Path of Exile. And they give you no help. They're just like fucking you go and do it. Like right. it's not. It's 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 catering to a different crowd. Path of Exile is catering to the people that have been playing Path of Exile for years at this point. Yeah. Basically, like they have their ingrained franchise base that they they're not really going to get rid of because Path of Exile serves that niche so well. Sure. Um. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they have anything to worry about. To be honest. Fair enough. Thought. So, uh, like declare, you said, Diablo Four, I think, is a lot more mainstream. Like a lot more people know yeah. Diablo than they do Path of Exile. Yes, so. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, this is from from Game Rant. Uh, Path of Exile Two is set twenty years after the events of the first game. It will feature a new seven act campaign and significant changes oh, to the okay. game's engine, visuals, and gameplay. Um, better yeah. bosses, for those new guys. skill gem system. So yeah, it is a new game. It seems like so. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. No. I, I'm. Yes. I'm. I'm glad that game launched well. Uh, yes, I'm you know, glad it wasn't a total mess at launch because that should have been real bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard have gone through a lot right now. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, they don't really need to be kicked when they're down. That's... Speaking of kicked when they're down, let's mm. go on to your other. See that segue, Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. segue was really that's good. Like, yeah, kicks. Yeah, Let, let's talk about uh, Street Fighter. Uh, yeah. So that thing, it seems like basically near universal praise for this thing right like it seems like it's it's so good to have a good street fighter again like it's been so long since good street fighter has happened because i hated five with a passion so you're not the only one it seems i I, i'm not the only one a lot of people didn't like five um but they pushed it so much that it ended up getting played anyway Mm. um yeah man street fighter 6 is so good like (laughs) it's it's kind of unreal how how much they realized that five was a mistake right and how much they took from four and then upgraded it and changed it and done all this sort of stuff so explain to a normie like me who does not play these games like in terms like are we talking like mechanically it just is is like five messed up some stuff that six got right so yeah five so five when it launched was very focused on we're fucking Street Fighter. We are the fighting game. We are going mm. for esports. We are going for online, right? Competitive Street Fighting play. That's what we care about. So there was no single player mode. 
There was no arcade. There was no anything. It was if you don't play this online, you're basically not playing Street Fighter. Oh right, because it was like it was super fractured at launch. Like there was no story mode yeah. and stuff like that. And yes, I remember like, that. It, it was doled out in bits and stuff yeah. like that as well. And then as it built, the game got systems and stuff built on top of it that were for. It was designed to make the game more complex for people that already understood it. So yes. it was upgrading the V-Trigger system and all that sort of stuff just did. It built to make a very good game for people that wanted a very complicated Street Fighter. Right. What they didn't realize is that because Street Fighter has its name and it's fucking Street Fighter, mm-hmm. not everybody wants a super complicated Street Fighter. People yeah. just want to play Street Fighter. Like, they don't want this high-level eSport, whatever. So they, they they took it all out and they brought it not way down because it, it does have complexity in it but they've made it a lot more straightforward where a lot of the systems are universal there's very there's very little like um character the character independence is more about what they do in terms of their moves rather than oh th- there's this character if i play ryu i could have ryu that has v v trigger one but v skill two and fight up against this other Ryu that has V-Trigger 2 but V-Skill 1, and here's how this variable... None of that. Mm. It's just you pick your character and that's it. Right. So the, 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 the way that this breaks down ends up being that the new system in this game is a thing called the Drive system, mm-hmm. where it's a universal bar that both characters have that is basically a measure of exhaustion, right. if that makes sense. So you, to do things like... EX moves, which are like powered specials, like yep. bigger fireballs or whatever. There's also unique moves that are called like drive impacts that are like big they're they're like big heavy hitting moves that if you hit your opponent with it, they get put into like a stun state. Mm-hmm. So if you hit them with it, you can then get a big combo off of it. That's it. And it has like two hits of armor, but they can do their drive impact to put you out of yours and stuff. Yep. There's like drive rushes where you can like cancel moves out into a run and stuff. But it's it's universal and it's really easy to understand. Like it's mm-hmm. not super complicated. It's just like there's this bar. If you do stuff, bar goes down. If you do other stuff, bar goes up. If you go all the way down, you get put into this state where you're basically defenseless because you're exhausted. So it it, it is very easy to understand. And I, like I said, it's a universal mechanic. So it's everywhere. Everybody has it. It's yep. not specific to any one character. Um, the other thing that they've done is that they've implemented this thing called modern controls. Now, this is so. This is the thing that I have been seeing yeah. a lot of very pissed off for, fight yes, games. So like hardcore fight say, game people are not happy about this. Before I start, yeah. Before I start, the conversation around modern controls is toxic. It yeah. is, and it is toxic for the worst. It is people getting mad for no reason? Modern controls are there to help people understand the game and get into it and start playing. They're not, it's not there specifically to fuck with you and yep. make it so that you lose more or whatever. It's for people that, that think that Street Fighter is intimidating, which it is. It's a six button fighter with directional inputs and all yes. that sort of stuff. Like it's, it's intimidating. I understand that. What Modern Controls does is it simplifies it. It goes instead of six buttons, which is uh, three light, medium, heavy punch, light, medium, heavy kick, you have a light attack, a medium attack, a heavy attack. You have a special button that is, instead of doing directional inputs, you hit the special button and one of your specials comes out, and you can do special button, forward, back, down, and up special, and they'll all be different specials. It's a lot like Super Smash Brothers, if you played Super Smash Brothers. 
like B moves in Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Um, so you have light, medium, heavy attack, and you have a special button, and you have an auto button. The auto button has a couple of different things where if you hold the auto button down and press an attack button multiple times, it's like an auto combo. So right. if you hold attack and hit light three times, it does like a three hit light combo. Same for medium, same for heavy. If you hold auto and special, it gives you your like EX variants of the specials. So instead mm-hmm. of a fireball, you get an EX fireball. And if you hold... So I've not done modern controls. You also It basically means if you hold auto and do, I think it's heavy and special, you get access to your supers. So your level right. one, your level two, and your level three super. So you basically get one one button quote unquote supers, which mm-hmm. is which when if you if you go back to the podcast and listen to when I talked about DNF duel, yeah. I was like, one button supers are the future. You should just let people do yeah. their cool thing. And it doesn't matter that there's a fucking stupid directional input on it, just let them do the cool move. Mm-hmm. So that's what modern controls is. Modern right. controls is designed for people that go like, I don't know how to throw a fireball, just let me hit a button and I'll do the fireball. Yeah. The downside for them is obviously they don't have any they don't have more options than a classic control player. They only have three mm. attacks, whereas we have six. Right. Um so they we have a lot more variety in the stuff that we can do. Mm-hmm. Also their specials do like a bit less damage. Oh, they our. actually do nerf the damage yeah. on it slightly. Not oh interesting. Much, just like a tiny little bit. But enough. It's it's so, yeah, so enough to where you there is a physical difference. So the thinking there is that you're using modern control using the modern controls lets you really explore what a character can do like in terms of options yeah because it's not because it's not teaching you the 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 um muscle memory of actually doing the moves right well so no the the so the modern controls if anything it's not it's not really going to show you what the options because you're not going to be able to see all the options unless you have all the buttons right like that's the sure sure. without classic controls you're not going to be able to see everything what it does is lets people who are intimidated by directional inputs and all these buttons get into the game and like try mm. characters and do mm. stuff like people that like the and like people who like see stuff like zangief or whatever who has like half circle inputs and stuff like that that yeah, are yeah. really difficult to pull off and like you can do that with a button so if yeah. you if you if you want if you look at the game and be like i want to play that huge grappler dude he seems like he rules mm-hmm. and then you get to play him you're like fuck me. What's this half circle, full circle yeah, bullshit exactly. that I have it's to do? It's a super high ceiling. Instead, you can just in. go like button done, and then yeah. you get the cool thing. It's great. I have no problem with modern controls. It's super cool. It lets people get into the game. That's exactly what you want. Yep. What people who are fucking crazy think <laughs> that it is for is, oh my god, these people are just hitting one button and getting specials, and they've got one button supers. Blah blah blah. It's so easy. Well, I'm losing because this person's using modern controls, like back, all that sort of thing. Back in my day, I used to work down the mines. It's that level of yeah, like, exactly. yeah, it, it is. Oh my god, we aren't even playing the same game. They're only winning because of modern controls. Blah blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah. They're not. If you play classic controls and you're better at the game, you can thrash someone on modern controls. Like yeah. it's not that this is not up for debate. You do more than them. You can yep. pull stuff off that they cannot do. People just in fighting games think they are better than they are and want a reason to get mad. And modern Does... controls are a really easy thing to point at and be like, "Oh man, I'm only losing because you get one button supers." Like that's right. not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it? Yeah. If you're, if you're, does it? Should I say? Does it um, separate modern controls, non-modern controls online? Nope. You play whoever. Does it? It tell it. It tells it you, tell you doing modern controls. Yeah. Right. Okay. So up in the corner next to the character's name, there's like an M or a C based on modern right. or classic. Can you can um, you filter out if you want? 
Uh, I don't think so. The only right, thing you okay. can filter people on is based on connection. Connection quality. That's about yeah, it. sure. Yeah. That I don't think you can filter modern because like, most of the complaints that you'll see online are people going like, "Oh man, I wish they just let us get rid of fucking modern controls out of our queues and stuff like that." Yeah, exactly. Who cares? But um, <laughs> so the 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 like legitimate thing, the, the legitimate thing that gets talked about about modern controls at a high level, mm-hmm. like people who actually understand the game, is that by doing by having one button supers or like easy input supers and stuff like that. It lets you pull stuff off in modern controls that you can't in classic. Sure. Because you can do it faster. Yeah, the timing will be all do, different. Yeah. yeah, you can do stuff on reaction that you couldn't do before because the timing right. is going to be different. That, fair enough, legitimate concern. Like, nobody wants, like, fucking instant speed level 3 Zangief super or whatever on reaction because that's crazy. Mm. Like, but... You know, they, they they get benefit of that, but they hamper themselves another way. I, I yeah, feel yeah. like the trade-off is fine. Like I don't I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. What I recommend people do, if you're not crazy, if you are crazy, you're just gonna sit and be mad, like whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Get better get better at the game and come back to me when you're better. Sure. What people should do is go to Twitter and follow Scrub Quotes. So Scrub Quotes is a is a a, a famous FGC fighting game Twitter that is a repository for people getting salty in fighting games in like the post game lobby. It's been this is at fairly... Scrubquotes X. Is this what I'm looking uh, yeah, at? Yeah, I think it's at Scrubquote X on Twitter. So yep. it's been fairly quiet for a while. Um because like you know fighting games haven't been as big. There's been still been posts and it's been funny and stuff like that. Scrubquotes is an absolute fucking gold mine right now. Cause it is like Street Fighter Six is like the most popular fighting game launch that there's ever been. It was like ten million players or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of people who aren't very good at the game who are getting getting mad and having legitimate questions, which is kind of funny but not really. And then there are people who think they're good losing to these people and then getting really mad. And it yeah, is what, what is oh it's it's an absolute goldmine. It's what so is good. That, what is that unsafe move that they keep talking right, okay. about here? So, un- unsafe is basically like, so every move in a fighting game has startup frames, active frames, and recovery frames, right? Sure. So start up as the move is starting, active frames is like when the move comes out and can hit someone, yep. recovery is when it, your character is coming back to neutral, right? So, an unsafe move is if you throw it out, there is a lot of recovery frames where someone else could do something to you. That is right. Okay. If you if you have a lot of recovery, you're unsafe for a very long period of time. Gotcha. Someone yeah, can yeah. Then, like hit you back. Makes sense. Basically. Okay. Cool. This is where Makes you sense. you start then getting into um, frame data. If you if you start seeing people like talk about moves that are like minus six and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's them talking about how unsafe. It's a measure of how unsafe a move is. Something positive, it's really good. If it's negative, it's really bad. So yeah, people. If you want to watch. People who are bad at video games get really mad that they're losing. Scrub quotes is yo, the, yo, these so are, funny. These people are real mad about. They're so mad. It's great. It's so and it's and nine out of ten times is oh my god, fucking modern controls. And yep. you're like, dude, you've got to chill. Like, it, there is not, there is no problem here. It's fine. Um, pick a tar- yeah, pick a really- character that takes some skill. Yeah, like it's it's usually people complaining about mashing or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god, you picked like Manon, who's one of the new fighters, and 
and like getting thrown a bunch and stuff like that and it's like it's all stuff that if you actually understand how fighting games work it's really easy to most of the time people are getting mad because they don't block like that's right. that's the joke is that okay <laughs> oh my god you're spamming this one move and it's like dude block like stand up and block like it's not that bad it's yeah or that, jump Zangief, or do something like yeah Zangief players are actual dog shit literally if you can only press the grab button why don't you just play a different game it's so sad yeah right like so, the, the, so wow. this is the thing right is that you get you get the complete opposite ends of it where someone gets mad being like oh my god Zangief just wants to press grab and throw you you should go play something else Zangief's a grappler that's the whole point that's the whole point and, of the character right yeah Counter to that is someone talking about the new character JP, who's a zoner, so wants to keep you basically at long range with like really long range projectiles and like stuff to manipulate the screen. And people get mad at him being like, oh my god, if you just want to stand at full screen and throw fireballs and these weird spikes at me, fucking go play a shooter or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dude, you can't take two extremes and say these people shouldn't play the game. Like, they're they are well within the realm of fighting games. This has existed time immemorial there have always been grapplers there have always been zoners like it is this is just how the game works okay i feel um, like i feel i feel like i could read this for days but i'll just i'll leave it with this one which is just somebody on a discord that just says classic is for boomers who need bengay and viagra to keep up so it's it's going yeah, both ways yeah. you know so yeah both ways yeah the, the modern zoomers that are like oh man these guys trying to do fucking <laughs> fireball motion yeah it's funny excellent um right yeah scrub quotes is fantastic you should totally go and follow it yeah. right now because it's an absolute gold mine this and it's very good it's, it's very, great. very good me and my friends that have all been playing street fair just send each other scrub quotes pictures back oh, yeah. and forwards for days it's i great. mean do you remember the time um, like when we both started playing destiny we would just send destiny usernames to each other like that's oh, that, yeah, i feel they, like you could they, do that with scrub quotes that's still good yeah um so I'll, I'll talk more about um, outside mechanics. I'll talk high level stuff. So yeah, the the character pool is is really really cool. So they've got a bunch of returning characters. You still got your Ryu and your Ken and your Chun Li and E Honda and Blanca and all these people. There's a bunch of new characters. Are you still reading Scrub Course? <laughs> no, I'm done. I've closed it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I just need to, I need to new... bring it up and have follow, and then I closed it. It's yeah, fine. you absolutely should follow Scrub Course. It's the best. Um, <laughs> There's a bunch of new characters that are all really, really interesting that um, that do different things. They're, they've made efforts to not just make characters that fit into the little mold that, mm. that fighting games find themselves in where, oh, this guy's a zoner or this is just your standard Shoto or whatever. Mm. So, like, the example I can give you is Manon, who is the, the character that I'm, I'm probably going to go and try and learn after I get to grips with new Ryu, which I kind of sure. have because it's Ryu, but, like, I like playing him. Mm. Manon is Manon's a grappler, which you do, which is like Zangief. She wants to do command throws and do cool stuff. Yep. But most of the time, grapplers, to me anyway, are kind of boring because they're all about like, how do I get in? How do I get on top of you and then mm. keep you there so that I can do my throws and like, sure. do my mix-up and stuff like that? That is really hard. A really hard kind of mindset and character to kind of play without specific tools. So it falls apart in my mind and I'm like, I don't get how this works. Like it, it, it's a weird playstyle, and I don't get it. Manon is slightly different where Manon is a, oh God, I'm not going to use the fighting game term. because I was going to say, you head explode. remember, I don't know what's happening here. So yes, she is. She, she does not, she does not just want to get in and throw you. She is about controlling controlling space she has so she's a uh her background is she's a ballet dancer yep. and a the ballet dancer and a figure skater and a judo specialist so she has really long limbs so 
a lot of her stuff is about her like either like sliding on the floor or using her really long legs to keep people at bay. Oh, this character, yes. Sorry, I have seen a bunch <laughs> yeah, of footage of this. Yes, okay. Bowl yep, cut yep. and stuff like that. Yep, yep. That she then she then uses to control the space to then get in and do her throws. The interesting thing that she has is that a bunch of her basic combos end with getting the other person getting pulled in slightly. It's mm-hmm. so like she pulls them towards her, which then means they're in space to then get a throw. <clears throat> it's 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 really interesting because like the gra- grapplers typically in fighting games don't do that. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't care a lot about strikes and like combos and stuff like that. It's more just about hold off the offense until you get in and then do your big throw. Yeah. This character is about control the space, get in, do your weird combo variance thing that ends in a throw or mm-hmm. can end in more strikes or stuff like that. So you have that that weird trick potential of like, am I going to throw you or am I not going to throw you or how is, what direction is this coming in and stuff like that. Sure. She's really, she, she's a really interesting idea behind a grappler and she, she, she outweighs her because most of the time grapplers when they get in and throw you, it's like huge damage. That's her whole point. Sure. Her, her thing is more about, because she's a dancer, it's about tempo. It's about, so as she right. throws you, her throws get better. So she gets oh, this special okay. resource called medals. And as the medals go up, the throw gets more damage and the throw animation gets more fancy and stuff like that. Gotcha. And then she gets to five medals and then she's at the strength of like a regular grappler. So right. it's more about, she's a grappler that cares more about momentum than just gotcha. getting in and hitting her one, hit one big move. It's, it's a really interesting playstyle for a grappler. Mm. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of these kind of like weird variances in a lot of people where there's like, uh, Jamie, who's another character who's who's really offensive and stuff like that, and deals with uh, a lot of like fast fast strikes and stuff. His his unique thing is that he does a variation of like drunken boxing, so mm-hmm. has to take drinks in fights to get better. So he mm-hmm. starts off one of the weakest damage characters in the game, and as he takes drinks, he unlocks more moves and does more damage. So if he takes one drink, he unlocks like a dive kick, for example. Right, right. And if he takes more drinks, he unlocks more crazy moves and stuff. But eventually, he gets to like four drinks, and he is super strong, super powerful. Has all these crazy moves that he can mix you up with and stuff like that. So it's like they've done the work to make it so so that the new characters are not just very cookie cutter. They all mm. have this kind of like weird difference about them that has this unique property or something like that. It's really, really cool because. I'm really sick of fighting games coming out and just being able to point to people and be like, oh, it's the grappler. Or, this is oh, this guy to this. Yeah, whatever. yeah, sure. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So yeah, yeah, the game game is super good and it like looks amazing as well. Like 5 had this really weird like plasticky sort of look. This has a lot of like style. Yeah, it. like a lot of the there's moves that you're seeing with there's like, it's not, it's not quite like the ink splats from 4. Yeah, it's but paint, like there's a, this time it's like paint. Yeah, early. yes. It's it. I will tell you if you watch like clips on YouTube, it kills compression pretty badly. But like oh, yeah, it, seems, yeah, yeah. it seems okay on Twitch yeah. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it looks phenomenal. And it actually like yeah, the thing that got me like as somebody who does not know how these games work, it made it slightly easier to follow as well because you see like the motion of how people are are. Y- yeah. You can understand when it's a big move and the kind of flow of where people are moving because of the, these effects. So it feels like it works pretty mm-hmm. well in terms of like even understanding not just like as visual noise yeah it's cool and it's it's Um, it's it's really good to see as well because i I was i was worried that they were going to fall into the same trap that like king of fighters did because king of fighters 
used to have like really good, amazing like two D pixel art mm. like sprite work that was incredible, and then they moved to three D, and now it looks like garbage. Mm. I was worried that 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 five was going to be how Street Fighter looked going forward, but yeah. they've they've very clearly gone back and be like, no, we need to inject more character into this. Yeah. And they really have like these, the, it's all the characters look super expressive and it's yeah. really stylized. And um, yeah, it looks absolutely fantastic. That engine is brilliant. Um, so so the, one, the one part of the game that I don't think you've touched yet is like the, what advent, what do they call it? Adventure, the single player story part the of it. World, world tour is what world it's called. World tour, which yeah. I have seen described as vaguely Yakuza-esque. <laughs> Which yeah, so I've is seen some interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like an open world adventure game where you make a character that the character creator system in itself is a nightmare. Yes, but, um, <laughs> in like a good way. You make it, yeah, in like a good way. You'll see some crazy shit on the battle hub, um, and it's an open world that you can go around in and meet the characters from Street Fighter who can then like teach you their fighting style. Mm. You can then use in the world to like explore around and fight randoms in the street and yeah it's weird i don't know yeah the the yakuza stuff is like when you start getting further into it you start meeting the yakuza level like colorful characters like Mm -hmm. weird looking people that dress up and think they're like they think they're um power rangers and stuff like that like it's weird but yeah i i I have i personally haven't played it but the stuff that i've seen of it looks wacky like I, I, I would like to go into that with you. I want to see what this thing looks like. I'm sure, yeah. fascinated to see uh, see this thing. Um, cool. No, I'm glad. I'm glad it's it's there. Is there? Yeah. How how far away are we from like the first big Street Fighter like tournament? Do you think? Uh so tournaments are already going on. There's one right now that is oh, uh, it's like Headbreaker or something like that. That's right. what it's called. It's on today. And it's, it's it's on six, like they've switched over. Yeah, it's on. Just... It's, it's on six. Uh, they are they are playing six. I was watching a bunch of it yesterday. Yep. Um, the characters that I thought were going to be good turns out they are pretty good. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the first like big big one. So the actual Capcom World Tour. Mm, that's starts, the one I can remember. It's called starts at the end of June or start of the July or something like that. That's when you'll get big 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 tournaments because they've they've put money into like the capcom world tour and how it works and mm-hmm. um yeah so that'll that'll be when but I've, i have seen professional street fighter 6 played at this point um it's cool. good it's fun to watch excellent um so we'll probably just roll into to some of the news and see what um... oh, oh sorry i'll very, oh, yeah. very very quickly before we go into news um new destiny season uh, oh yes new destiny season is interesting it's all about being on Titan and being in the methane sea, uh, right? Underwater, interesting aesthetics. Kind of, kind of cool new um, seasonal events. There's two of them. They're both kind of interesting. New dungeon, super, super good. Uh, really well designed. Credit to the dungeon team for Destiny Two because they keep pumping out absolute bangers. <laughs> um, they, one of the seasonal activities, they seem to be hinting at the idea of doing like a Destiny Two. Uh, roguelike mode which is interesting an interesting idea uh i'll see if they pull it off but it's currently one of the seasonal events but if they expand it out they could do something really interesting mm-hmm. 
So there's like a yeah, new area if you're talking about the methane sea. Like is actually like a new Yeah, so so Titan Titan is back and part of oh. that is going under under the methane sea on Titan. Oh that's, wow. That's okay. the season not to me. Huh. That's um, cool. It's interesting, it's a unique aesthetic that Destiny's never really had, so it looks pretty cool. cool. Um Yeah, so that's Destiny 2 new season and new patch for Final Fantasy fourteen that had the oh, new yeah. raid tier in it. And then also because of the new raid tier had the new savage tier in it, which is like the highest level of raiding. Um new raid fights are really, really good. The 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 raid team continues to just do absolutely fucking crazy shit, and I don't know how they keep designing new fights. Um and the savage tier is weird. So the, the savage tier is it's 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 four fights, so it's nine, ten, eleven, and twelve are the fights. Mm. 9 was cool, 10 was like ridiculously mm. difficult for I don't know why, but it was like really 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 hard, and then 11 was pretty easy, so they've like swapped the difficulty I don't know why, but the Savage fights are all really interesting, they have a kind of interesting mechanics um, yeah. but I've are- killed 3 out of 4 of them, and I'm sure. moving on to learning 12, 12 is going to take a very long time, because like end of tier fights are typically and these Way are these, more difficult. So. These are fights with bosses that exist but have totally changed mechanics and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so right? the, the 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 original raid tier gets released with the patch. The, the mm-hmm. like so the four fights get released as a normal mode. Mm-hmm. You go in, you do the normals and stuff like that. The savages then come out, which are the same bosses but with the mechanics. Yeah, completely redesigned or flipped and changed or yeah. whatever it is. So yeah, nope. savage and it's a lot more no hit markers stuff. Does a lot more damage. Yep, T- mechanics are typically a lot more difficult. It takes a lot more effort. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's still really fun. Savage raiding is still really really enjoyable. Um, people continue to be really bad at Final Fantasy and then think that they're not, which is very sure. funny because we because we don't do it in a group of eight. There's like five of us, so we get sure. three randoms from you always get randoms, the internet. Yeah. yeah, and some of those randoms are hilariously bad. But um, nice. Yeah, it's good. I, I will say both of those games have done interesting things. So cool. good for them. Good. Can move on to news. Um, yeah, so I'll quickly run through some some stories, and then we'll talk about some of the the not E three stuff. Um, there was so um, Jason Schreier doing the Lord's work put up a big story, a report out story on inside the making of Redfall, Xbox's latest misfire. Um, we talked at length about Redfall, and like we said, I think that something had happened internally with that game like that that the idea that that's the thing that somebody put out seems yeah wrong yeah. and we were sure turns out yeah um the bloomberg article appears to be back behind the paywall which is really fucking annoying um but they even if it's schreier even if he does great work will he convince me to get a bloomberg subscription probably not <laughs> but nope. but we'll see um but yeah a lot of it was um it's worth a look if you can get hold of it uh lots of things like some of the things we did talk about, like uh, management coming in and saying, hey, we need something that's more monetizable uh, or something that's more mainstream. Uh, there was a version of that game that was way more like cosmetic, microtransaction focused before that scrapped. Nobody, a lot of people on the, on the team were not happy with the direction it was going, even as it was going that way. Um, when Microsoft bought them, a lot of the team were hoping it was going to get scrapped by Microsoft or at least rebooted because they weren't happy with the direction of it, and instead Microsoft took complete hands-off and was like, go do your thing. And nobody was happy about it. So it seems like a lot of 
um, mismanagement of that game, and then funding and weird uh, uh, staffing issues and, and stuff like that. I think the really sad one was that by the end of Redfall, because um, that was the prey team that worked on that, by the end of Redfall, yeah. 80% of the prey team had left. And it was like unsurprising, yeah. unsurprising, but really disappointing. And then also, yeah, I think of a really, course, yeah. a really another really interesting point that I think is going to come become an issue as we go forward, because they're based in Austin. They were having trouble hiring people to come live in Texas, considering the state of Texas right now. Yes, uh, they were having yeah. real trouble getting people in. So either that studio, I mean, you you can't you can't just say oh they should go remote because every studio is different every workplace is different yeah, but like yeah, yeah. that feels like a way that you get that studio back is that you have to either get the fuck out of te- uh, texas or do a lot more remote stuff which is um disappointing uh we didn't the playstation showcase happened after the last time we recorded um a couple of interesting things in there uh the new game for the night in the woods people has been announced mm-hmm. revenant hill cool um we got uh Alwick 2, but we'll talk about that more in a second. Um the announced since starting from the PlayStation conference and then forward, there's been a couple of games which you're like, how have, how is this game allowed to be released and not being cease and desisted by Nintendo? So like Foam Stars, the Square Enix game from the PlayStation Showcase. Oh was like, yeah, to- yeah, totally this is not Splatoon. Ju- this yeah. is just Splatoon. Like they're not even hiding it particularly well. Um, the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which I think was a really good, which was like fine at the time, but then you watch a bunch of people's reactions to it, and that's even funnier. Um, but yeah, not particularly in there. The Marathon stuff, we had a long conversation about Marathon coming back as an IP, even though it's got absolutely jack shit to do with traditional, original Marathon. Also, it's an extraction shooter. Like, thing looks incredible, like in terms of style, but it's a PvP extraction shooter. So that is going to limit its appeal, I feel. Um, so that was that. Um, there was two different stories which are pseudo-related about the... Which we're only going to get more of. So strap in of AI assistance and video game development um, in really bad ways. So the first one was uh, Rayarch, who's the team behind... Uh, Demo and Sistus, Cytus, the mobile rhythm action game. Can't remember. So Re- Rayark do something else as well, right? Um, Rayark do. Yeah, Demo, Cytus, Ovoes, like a lot of mobile um, rhythm action games. Um, Basically, they get accused of uh, AI generating a bunch of their art. And, like, Rayart games have nice art. Like, their art teams are good. Yeah. I like a lot of the stuff yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got. Um, and a lot of people looked at it and went, all these characters have, like, six fingers. What the fuck's going on here? Um, and it is... I was going to say it is one of the worst statements I've ever seen on AI generation until the one I'm about to get onto. But this one is, like, they were basically accused of firing their artists rehiring different artists as like AI assisted artists which is a different job title um, but where is the quote from the statement that they said so they categorically denied that um, 
regarding the false rumors circulating in the internet concerning VR games using AI technology and its artistic works and laying off a significant number of artists, we would like to clarify these rumors are entirely false. I'll skip a couple of paragraphs. Um, Utilizing AI tools during the development process may gradually become a trend in the wider gaming industry. In the face of this transition, Rearch adopts an open-minded approach to learning while humbly accepting feedback and suggestions from players. During this period, in order to establish more efficient processes and achieve technological breakthroughs, we have not laid off any artists whatsoever. On the contrary, we have recruited more members with AI expertise to improve our development process and provide education and training regarding AI assistance, preparing for the challenges of the upcoming era of AI-generated content. So we're not firing them yet, is the short version of that statement, I feel like. We are training your replacements beside you, um, but we're not doing that. And I mean, like, yeah, that is that is the core of that statement. Like, it's a, like a six paragraph, sta- no, like seven paragraph statement. And they're like, we categorically deny this. We just haven't done it yet is the core of the statement. And it's fucking, it's wild. And there's only going to be more of it. Um, yeah. And then this week, uh, Cyan, which is the studio behind Mist and Riven, um and abduction oh, yeah. was there a 2016 game like they're kind sure. of venture yeah, back into that. that that genre uh they just put a game called firmament firm firmament firmament, firmament. um which came with uh to quote this Kotaku article decidedly mixed reviews and it was really interesting the way this kind of developed because a lot of the reviews were like um, i'll just read from the Kotaku article here Fans are down on some of the puzzle design, but they also repeatedly mention how flat the game's world feels, how poor the narration is, and the sparsity of firmaments in-game lore, which really stands out when compared to Cyan's 90s blockbusters. Um, and then, very quickly, somebody pointed out that in the credits of the game, there is a section that says AI-assisted content, and it just lists journals, logs, checklists, newspapers, poems, letters, uh, backer portraits, founder portraits, specific paintings, wallpapers, propaganda banners, and then all voiced mentor, announcer, founder, and other speech and backer-exclusive content. So, and that's in the credits. Also, voice actors not credited in the credits. Mm. And you're like, okay, the fuck's going on? Um, which explains a lot of why some of the, all that stuff feels disjointed, because, yeah, you know, it was it weird, yeah. Um, so the uh, Kataka specifically, uh, and said they responded with, uh, and then we start to get into the even worse statement. Uh, AI says the content is listed in the credits is exactly that. It is content of which the final state you see as the game was assisted, but not wholly created by services built on what many refer to as AI that science staff made use of. For example, all voice acting content was performed by an actual human a hundred percent of the time. Uh, okay, which, which may have been brackets, which may have been obvious if you already if you'd listened to it, especially considering the performance, cadence, and content. We can't imagine what it'd be like if it was wholly machine generated. To your question, but the final performance temp, timbre, pitch, and tone were modified with these services with the performer's consent. Hopefully, that clarifies things more and provides a good example of what we mean by AI-assisted content. So they recorded the lines and then AI processed them to turn them into like. Maybe you want a deeper voice. Maybe you want a higher yeah. voice. That kind of stuff. It's like like AI post processing. I guess kind of yeah. yeah. But again, nothing about why those voice actors are not credited. But the AI yeah, is credited. That, that seems weird. Yeah. Um. Da, da, da. So then, uh, a little bit later, Cyan responded to criticism publicly by releasing a second, more detailed statement. 
and it did not fucking help. In fact, made shit worse. Um, they did the whole thing. Does not mean wholly AI generated. Unfortunately, there are big articles published recently which have implied in their headlines that generated much affirmment using AI tools. This is false and misleading sense of theme happening here. Um, some folks may be concerned about usage of AI. So in the interest of clarification, the voice performances in Firmament were voiced 100% of the time by a talented member of our development team who elected not to be credited ah. by name. Right. Now, that sentence on its own is buck wild, right? Like, Yeah, that's a crazy... Yeah, like okay, sure. games games have had voices from development teams before. Like it's fu- like it does happen, especially like you go like mid nineties, early two thousands. Like you would get like NPCs voiced by a dude on the team because like they just need somebody to say a couple of barks. And it's fine. Like that's not weird. Yeah, but yeah. um, by a talented member of development who elected not to be credited by name, that doesn't mean anything. Power dynamics in there says like, hey, how about we don't credit you? By the way, we also own your job. Nah, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know. The voice was simply that, modulated for the final product with one of these tools with their full permission and control. The same member of the development team has elected not to be credited in prior games of ours as well for privacy concerns. The fuck does that mean? And not anything to do with tools usage in our games. We can't talk to the... Well, since we don't know who the member of staff is, you can't then go to them and say like, hey, yeah. is any of this true? Um, That whole section on its own is like, Buck wild, like that's like that's never been done before, and for privacy concerns, like I cannot imagine what privacy concerns we're talking about here. Like, yeah, what? yeah. Oh, um, it does make it seem like they're doing it specifically so that they don't have to, you know, you don't have hire to hire voice actors, credit people, or, yeah. yeah. Like that's know. that's the way you do it. Like, I mean, it, yeah, like that's the other layer. Is like they're, they're they're dealing with the technicalities of. We did not fully AI generate our things. Instead, what we did was we hired, we got people to do extra work that is not in their job yeah, descriptions, their spec, yeah. <laughs> and then used AI tools so we didn't have to hire real people to do the real work. Like, what? Yeah. No. Um, additionally, our narrative team elected to use AI writing tools to, to uh, ideate and experiment with how information they wrote themselves is presented in the game. The artists who use the AI tools and the assist in creation of assets, itemized above as well as in the credits, Use them solely to ideate on texture assets for very specific scenarios. Other than a small handful of textual assets described, no AI tools were used in any aspect of science world building or art creation efforts. Which completely just goes against the thing that you just said. Like, it's one thing to use, like, I've seen some legitimate, well, not legitimate, but like better than shit uses of AI to be like yeah, generating yeah, yeah. concept stuff and like just randomly doing stuff like I can see some of that but like you can't you end up with a weird like ship of Theseus thing right which is like if you've got a concept that is entirely generated by mid-journey and you tweak it draw it again do some weird layer on top of it like yeah, how much yeah, of that yeah. is not AI created anymore right um for those of you who are disappointed in the use of these tools, we hope that you have a better picture now of how we use them to assist with Firmament's development. Um, by the way, uh, you can... Uh, by the way, if you kickstarted it and you're pissed about it, um, sorry. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Um, these tools land in a grey area for many, but we hope that some accurate context helps clarify this to you. <laughs> these tools... Sorry. Let me, let me do the full sentence. These tools land in the gray area for many, but we hope that with some accurate context, brackets, instead of a spicy headline, close brackets, 
helps oh, clarify this for you. Like Fuck just, off. just the worst, right? It's just, it's such an aggressive statement that does not do much to actually. It does clarify the position. To be fair, the problem is it doesn't clarify it in the way I think they think it clarifies it. And I think this is these two stories specifically kind of get to a lot of my issues with a lot of this, which is like, from a pure business sense, this probably totally makes sense. And if the business I'm sure people for the business, yeah, and I'm sure if the business people are the people writing these statements, which they are usually, like they can go up and say, yeah, because it means that like, look at all this stuff we can do. We can be way more efficient. We can do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, like, yeah. All this, like there's a loop there that they can close that all of this makes sense. But they're missing the point of why people are mad at this stuff, and um, for this specific reason, and especially like just little things like we're still having this fight about crediting years and yeah. years and years later, and you're like, oh, we're going to credit the AI that generated a bunch of this stuff or like assisted in a bunch of this stuff, but not the people who actually. Oh, this stuff is. This is only going to get worse, and it's a nightmare, and I hate it. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then the last thing for some of the the summer games fest stuff, um, I just thought this was funny. There's a there's a heist uh, heist. Yeah, let's go let's go with heist because it's funnier. Um, Kotaku headline report: Two men got jobs at Amazon just to steal copies of Zelda. Um, sure, which is great. Um, so from the Kotaku article, a report from Japanese magazine Shikan Bushun it says that in the lead up to the release of uh, Tears of the Kingdom earlier this month. Two men in isolated cases got contract jobs at Amazon for the express purpose of getting their hands on a copy of the game early. Um, comes courtesy of an unnamed Amazon subcontractor. Um, a few days before Tears of the Kingdom was due to drop, he, the, the offender stopped coming into work. When they called his home, the man's mother answered and straight up told him there are some at home playing video games. When they found out the game was Zelda and that neither the physical or digital copy of the game had been released yet, he confronted the employee who instantly confessed that he only got the job to get his hands on it early and had lifted a copy from the warehouse when they arrived. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And being caught, he returned the game, paid for it, and then was fired. Um, yep. Second worker had slightly different plans. He too was found to have stopped coming into work just before Tears of the Kingdom's release date. Um, again, they were suspected as, quote, Zelda vacation. Only this time the perpetrator, who instantly confessed, had stolen a bunch of Zelda-related merchandise, including Amiibo and Zelda-themed Pro Controllers, with oh, the aim of reselling okay. them. He was also well, dismissed. Okay, right. That guy's an asshole. Um, yeah. yeah. It's alleged, uh, this particular warehouse apparently, as a case study, it is alleged that this kind of theft is widespread at the company. Um, sure, yeah. So, oh, yeah. my God. And the reasons for this is that Amazon, Amazon Japan has allegedly been sweeping these cases under the rug and feels that the, where the employees charged with the criminal offence, the situation would have been taken way more seriously. Um, yeah. They did not respond for comment. Um, yeah. Sure, that makes sense. Um, and then finally, like, I mean, we don't. That this is interesting. Like, as uh, in terms of like the the wider ecosystem of of what we do, but the the Twitch Ferrari of the last year, uh, last week, has been ridiculous and really just like does show a worrying lack of uh, understanding in the terms uh, on Twitch's side about what about the people that they need to make their product. Um, so did you see any of the stuff their, their branded content guideline changes yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it yeah oh, I'm on Twitch enough to hear people get exactly, mad exactly right um, so like the short version of it is basically a thing that happens quite a lot uh, with streamers um, as a way to uh, this is built on top as well of 
um, the insane uh, revenue split that is on Twitch, which I think is still like seventy thirty. Is it still seventy thirty? In but not yeah. to the streamer. Um, not to the streamer. Um, I think it's something like that. I might need to check that. But um, so one of the things I'm pretty they sure do, it's seventy thirty. Let me. One check. of the things they do to make up the the difference in that is they do branding deals and, and sponsorship deals with companies. So I've seen streamers do like HelloFresh subscription um, sponsorships or like hardware or, or various services or whatever it is. And they will run, they will sometimes run ads, they will run banner ads that are baked into the stream, all of that kind of stuff. Um, oh no, sorry, the Twitch revenue sweat is 50-50, but it's competitors that have got 70-30. That's what it is. Everyone wants 70-30. They are 50 yes, people want 70-30, but they're 50-50. Yes. yes. Um, so they put in what they call their new branded content guidelines, and the short version is um, on-stream logos are limited to 3% of the screen size. You may not do burned-in video ads, burned-in display ads, and burned-in audio ads. So that means ads that are not run by Twitch's system, so it's basically you play the video as part of your stream, or you have an animated banner that is permanently part of your stream, or audio ads which play as part of your stream. Um, you can do a page, uh, like a panel in your uh, your Twitch description for the ad. You can put products in your background. You can put links in chat as part of the promotion. You can discuss, yeah. endorse, or unbox products or services, and you can play sponsored games. So there's a carve out for games as well in there, but product stuff is what they're interested in. Um, and then there's a bunch of stuff about like stuff you can and can actually do promotion for, uh, or you can't do. So, uh, content for so like straight up illegal stuff sure fine certain gambling products um sharing of private information malicious conduct weapons adult stuff tobacco medical facilities and products is an interesting one that they've got specifically listed in, listed in here which is specifically for like fake scam drugs and stuff like that like that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. but they talk about like medical trials uh, and drug treatment centers which is an interesting I, i'm trying to encompass what that I'm trying to figure out what that covers that they can't say out loud. Like, because that's, that's technically like, could you do, I mean, we'll get to fundraising in a second, but that's one thing is like, could you do a fundraiser for an abortion clinic, for instance? Does that count as a medical facility yeah, that sure. you then can yeah, yeah. do that kind of stuff? Uh, political content and cannabis related products, including vaping. Sure. Uh, yeah. and, and alcohol, if you're a mature, mature stream, it's fine. So all of this came through and basically what happened was everyone flipped their shit because they're like, already the split the revenue split here is terrible. We do this to make up the difference. Um, and the only reason you're doing this is because um, they want all ads of this type to run through Twitch's ad system, which then removes that yep. from from the streamer's pocket and goes straight through the Twitch ad system. Um, the pushback was immediate, and we're talking like big fucking streamers who maybe yeah, don't yeah. need, like, who are maybe in a position where like they don't have to do as much of this as they used to. Every single one of them was like, this is terrible. Why the fuck would you do this? This is so general. It's taking money straight out of people's pockets. All of this kind of stuff. They put another statement. They, Twitch then put a statement out uh, five hours later, which said, um, policy update was overly broad. This created confusion and frustration. We apologize. We do not intend to limit streamers' ability to enter into direct relationships with sponsors. We understand that this is an important part of how streamers earn revenue. We want to clarify our existing ads policy that was intended to prohibit third-party ad networks from selling burned-in video and display ads on Twitch, which is consistent with other services. So this yeah. is so rather than them wanting to like just steal the ads, they say they are saying they wanted to 
kill ad networks who the ad networks go to the streamers to sell ads rather than going yeah. to Twitch to sell ads, which I can see an argument for, but none of that is mentioned in the original guidelines. That's not, if you had put up like, this is the thing we're trying to stop and here's how we're trying to stop it. I think they could add a discussion. But instead, what it looked like, especially with the revenue split, the Twitch ad push, the unskippable ad stuff that changed recently, like it just looks greedy. It looks horrific. Yeah, to, absolutely. Um, yeah. Really bad. Um, the yeah, and it was a nightmare. Also, there was no carve outs specifically for charity streams. Um, or there was like half a carve out for charity streams, but they were they didn't like I say they didn't say how that conflicts with other rules that they have. Like, because the specifically the thing they talk about is what what counts as as um a sponsorship, and their description was anything of value, right? And you're like. That doesn't necessarily mean monetary. If you get a key yeah. for a game, for instance, or you get a key for whatever, um, does that count as value? If you can you give away if, if somebody gives yeah, you the codes word, the for word a, value is very yeah, general. Super, Except super general. With a lot of their statement was that a lot of it was just too general. It was, it was incredibly just, general. Yeah. Um and then yeah, charity streams were like, what the fuck do we do? Like all this kind of stuff. And then very soon after that, they walked everything back. Yeah, they walked. They walked, um, they walked back, the whole yeah. thing. Like when, when like OTK, the big streaming um, group, they put out a big statement that was like, "Please don't fucking do this. It's such a bad idea." Um, let's see if you can see the statement. Uh, uh, yep. Yesterday, we released new branding content guidelines that impacted your ability to work with sponsors to increase your income from streaming. These guidelines are bad for you and bad for Twitch, and we are removing them immediately. They are critical to streamers' go. growth and ability to earn income. We will not prevent your ability to enter direct relationships with sponsors. We will you continue. Yeah, sorry. You will continue to own and control your sponsorship business. So again, that's closer to the like, hey, if you're going to ad networks to get ads, that's different. Yeah. You want to yeah, enter a different. direct relationship to to that. Um, go for it. We want to work with our community to create the best experience on Twitch, blah, blah, blah. Uh, appreciate your feedback and making this change. And they've, they've rolled back the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. They're probably going to take another run at it. But like way more clearly, it's just, it's one of those things which is like, how does a statement like that come out? Like, I there are people that work at Twitch, streamers, ex streamers, people who know this stuff, this industry inside out. How does that set of rules I make it through know, that I whole never, system? I never underestimate the power of a raw businessman who doesn't actually know what the system is to totally. just say yep. shit and be like, do this, and yep. then that's the totally. Yeah. Like, and I can see an argument again where the original thing is yo we need to start these ad networks and like i'm in favor of that i think like that makes sense like that's people building a secondary business off of twitch sure like yeah. fine but the way it fucked everyone was just ridiculous um yeah and then finally so yeah like not e3 summer games fest whatever you want to call it like all of the streams that are happening over the past couple of days and will continue on till like the end of the month i think the annapurna stream is like the 28th or something like that yeah that doing. it just seems like it's it's all month kind yeah of. so i mean like i'm not gonna go through everything because like there's so much stuff but like has anything stuck out to you specifically in what we've seen so far as we record God, this on actually... sunday morning so we have not seen the xbox thing that's tonight um, so that's where I we actually are. can't remember. The, so I, obviously the gameplay from uh, Mortal Kombat One, yes. I thought looked great. That game looks so sharp. Makes like yeah, it that really makes does. that makes that system and the the NRS fighting system look way more interesting by adding like assists and stuff like that, yes. which is a really cool idea. 
Um, yeah, that that stood out to me. The rest of it was all just kind of like a bit whatever. Yeah, um, I, I think that especially Alan Wake Two looked looked cool, but at the same time, I, I didn't really like Alan Wake One. I'm so, so pumped for Alan Wake Two. Like, uh, the, the I know, thing... but you're fucking crazy. Yeah, like, I know. Uh, you're different. <laughs> I'm different. You're right. I'm just built different. Yeah. They um the the footage they put you're out. We're willing to put up with flashlight simulators for assholes. Like that's the. <laughs> This this um, it's a tagline. It's the official like quote. Jeff Gerstmann line, but yeah, yeah that's the... you want you want to put that in the box. Put that in the box. Um, specifically when the, the original like bits of gameplay they showed at SGF, there was a hint of like the Resi Two remake for me in there, and then they showed yeah. more gameplay later on. Um, one of the other streams, and it was like, oh yeah, this that is the mechanism they're going for, and it feels like some of the feel they're going for as well. Like they are going for. I think Sam Lake on stage said they are doing survival horror with both of those words being capitalized. There's survival and there's yeah. horror and that is what they're going for. Um, and yeah, I just, I, yeah, totally. And it comes out near my birthday, which is even better. Yeah. Um, and uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Rebirth. Yep. Looks interesting. It looks Still like more of that game. Have, well, it's weird, right? Because the, there's, there's an implication yes. there. Uh, that I won't talk about because it, it spoils Final Fantasy yes. VII Remake but the, there, there's a very interesting implication or several interesting implications that are made in that trailer uh, yep. that I, I have no idea what the fuck that game's going to be to be honest totally. at this yep. point so um, also like I think there's a bunch of questions there that are still unanswered about like what because basically this picks up theoretically from the original game where you leave Midgar and then it suddenly becomes an open world RPG kind yeah, of, kind of, yes and kind no. of. Yeah, but like the it's question. Weird. This that, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The question is then, like, is this now more open world than the first game was? Like, is it a bigger? It certainly looked like it from the pre-rendered trailers and stuff that were there, but like, there's I mean, not yes, a lot of details. Also, like, remake was like a bunch of quote-unquote big areas that were connected by maps. Yeah, like, true, not, true. You're right. Like, You're totally right. Yeah. You're totally right. Um, I really liked that it was a real confusion for like a minute and a half for how there's a new Yakuza game with young Kiryu in it. I was like, what the fuck is how how it's are not we doing young this? Kiryu, yeah. It is, yeah, it's so it's it's uh like a dragon gaiden, which for people who don't know, Gaiden is the term that's used in Japanese games. I don't know what it actually literally translates to, but generally it's used in games for like to mean side story or like extra story yeah. or or whatever. Like Ninja Ninja Gaiden was supposed to be a ninja side story from the character from they're alive. They're alive, right? That's where Hayabusa came from. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so apparently, it is a spinoff. Well, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden is the the, but yeah, that's the yeah, that was the first one. Um, it'll fill in what happened to Kiryu. Yeah, this is the, the yeah, this is the story in between six and eight, six and like a dragon. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, because this is specifically between six and the new game, which is eight, seven was the first like a dragon game yeah but yeah but carry is in seven so there's not vaguely I, I think there's there's more maybe maybe it comes in and out but specifically what this is saying is between six and eight so yeah we'll see my guess my guess is that my guess is that it'll tell you how he got to where he got to in like a dragon yes, and that's my the guess. story of like a dragon happened that's my yeah. guess um the dead by daylight stuff continues to be hilarious to me uh nicholas cage it's just, just nick cage they had them on stage and Jeff was like, so who are you playing in this? And he was like, oh, a, a, a actor named Nick Cage. And you're like, fucking great. Excellent. Good. 
Um, I think I saw somebody say that they really captured the dead-eyed look of them in the game, and they yeah. 100% did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando was a thing. I like it. It's a very Left 4 Dead, but like the look of it and the style of it seems seems real good. Um, Pal World. That's that game. That's the other game we we're talking about. Is how this thing hasn't oh, been yeah, fucking shut down yet. Thing. That is just yeah. a high def Pokemon game. Except the yeah. Pokemon's also have guns, and it's like it's so like there was a couple of there's a couple of them that went by. We we're like that is just a Pokemon. Like that is just. A actual existing po- like that does look like existing Pokemon. Um, there's a couple of paradox things, um, including a Star Trek paradox game. I don't know. Are you interested in Star Trek at all? Really? I mean, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I don't know. Star Trek Infinite. <laughs> um, and that was all of that. Space Marine Two looks rad. Space Marine Two looks really it good. Just, it just looks. It just looks like a bigger Space Marine game totally. with loads of terrain in it. Yeah. Like it's... but it's good co-op, which is a thing I did not know. It does um, have co-op, which will be interesting. That'll be very interesting. Uh, that was all of that. Yeah, and then I'm just quickly <sighs> jumping through some of the stuff. Uh, they announced um, the Devolver thing had a couple of really interesting ones. Shadows of the Damned remastered a game which that I played. Game doesn't need to get remastered, right? Why the fuck is this? Why is happen. anyone talking about Shadows of the Damned? Um, I will play it because I really liked that game when it first came out because it was so fucking bananas. Um. Baby Steps is cool. It's the game from Bennett Foddy amongst a bunch of other people where you're playing as, I think I could describe it as a, um, the, the fail son of the family who's like 35 and still lives in the basement of his parents' house and has to learn literally how to walk again. It's one of the best trailers I saw of the whole thing, which is very good. Um, Talos Principle 2, a game yeah. I would never have expected to see a sequel to, but is, is, is happening. Um, it's a couple of oh, yeah. There, there was there was so much stuff um, that I'm not even getting to. What was the name of the the train game that we both liked the look of? Station Station to Station Station to Station, which is like a kind of like chill. It, it feels more like a puzzle game than like a management game. Um, because they were doing like combos and shit like that, which seems yeah um, yeah, which is cool. Um, there was something else, and then there was a future game show, which was the last one. Um, I just like the there's a game called Star Trucker out, just like truck simulator, but in space. Sure, excellent. Um, Pelicans have played demos for actually on guard, which is like a like. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I did want to. I did want to. You should play that demo. That, it's that game good. it's good. It's the the combat system's harder than I thought it was going to be, and actually I really like the 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 style and the sense of humor and that thing. It's very good. Um, the Bookwalker is a game with a demo that I need to check out. It seems like it's um, got a real good style to it, like really nice look to it. Um, Madison VR, a game I have watched somebody play Madison. I cannot imagine what the game is like in VR. Holy shit! Not nope, not happening. Uh, something else as well that I cannot life me put down. Station to station, that was that thing. Oh, Pacific Drive. That was the other one that I continue to be really interested in. Pacific Drive is like you have a like 80s station wagon that you are strapping like play armor and tools and stuff to to go explore like a kind of stalker style zone with a bunch of um, uh, happenings and stuff. And you, yeah, it just, it looks awesome. The, the, the trailer, the uh, future game show was like, 
we want you to fucking love this car. Like it was getting vaguely drive club at some point where you were just like, hmm, you really want, we really want you to like your car. We really, really want you to get like, really want you to like your car. Um, which I, which I, I liked quite a lot. Um, there's something else I've totally lost it now. Tomorrow. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's been stuff like there's a lot of small stuff that I just added to wish lists, but there were, there were, like you say, there was very few things that I was like, oh, this is genuinely very exciting. And I am interested to see a lot of stuff in there, which is like, yeah, cool. I will play that probably. That's great. Um, oh, we did see Navalis. We did see some more Navalis, which we will see yeah. I think, today or tomorrow. I can't remember whether they're doing more of that. I think, I think it's today, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, that game looks so good. And that game has changed yep. since the last time I saw it as well. That game has a much yeah, more of a... Yeah, the style has changed and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's still got the, the kind of voxel like the buildings and stuff still have the voxel look of, of Cloudpunk, but the characters and stuff like that are, like, proper, like, modelled yeah. voice, as apparently motion-captured um, characters, which look, which, it just looks, God, it looks so good. I hope there's enough game in there to, to actually make it, to pay off what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, what was the other thing? Oh, and Stray Gods, which was a game I can't remember if I talked about on here, but definitely told you about, which was like a which is a narrative, op, uh, musical, um, with like Laura yeah, Bay, yeah, Laura yeah, Bay yeah. is the main character, and um, it's a really good trailer for that as well. Like demos, interesting. Um, I, I'm interested to see what that is. Oh, and then it, the uh, Little Guardian is the other Little Guardsman. Sorry, Little Guardsman, which was the I played the demo of that as well just yesterday, which is. What if Papers Please was cute and funny? Um, the demo, sure. hold, the demo, oh, hold, little, little guardsman, little yeah. guardsman. That game holds up. That demo holds up. It's got a real good. Feel yeah, to I, it. I was gonna play that as well. Yeah, it's good today. Um, but yeah, it's it's they could do some stuff in there. What was the name of the what's the name of the vampire count? Von Pyre was that his name? But, yeah, Count Von Pyre. Yeah, Von Pyre. He's like, no, I'm definitely not a vampire. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course yeah. not. Um. There's a lot of stuff. Um, see, a lot, of, lot of Scots Scottish voices in games this this time around. Um, yeah. there's a lot of voice actors. There was a there was a Scottish um, Space Marine in Space Marine Two. Yeah, that was there's, weird. Yeah. Uh, Highland Tale, which we talked about on here before, still looks great and sounds Highland awesome. Highland Song, sorry. Um, and Bonnie Odyssey, which was a game they showed at the Gorilla um, thing, which is oh, like yeah. another yeah, Scottish yeah. studio. Um, that put that. It's like a future. Um, like a sci-fi puzzle exploration thing, which also looks good. Um, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Um, yep, like again, it, we'll just do the thing that we now use because it's so good. Um, 2023.gamesrecap.io has every game that's been announced. You can filter by type. You can filter by conference that was shown at. All of this stuff. Yep. It's how we are tracking all of this stuff. It's it's great and then my wish list is now a fucking nightmare because I was just sitting with Steam open while the, all this stuff was going on I was like yep add to cart add to cart yep great excellent um, cool but yeah so today is the Xbox uh, Xbox conference and PC gaming show Monday's Ubisoft Capcom uh, and then a bunch of other stuff and then Grasshopper Direct which is weird right Grasshopper have never done a stream before which I assume is like... Yeah, I don't know why specifically Grasshopper are doing so. I mean, Shadows of Damned is the only game I know that they have. So maybe there's yeah. some stuff coming out of that. And then the RGG Summit, which is well, the... the of- they're the... Um, no More Heroes people. But- oh, yeah, of course. Right. Huh. wonder what else they're showing. But they're, it's not like they're going to talk about yeah. No More Heroes. Right. 
Um, the RGG Summit, which is the Yakuza people, they have now four games coming out, I think. Um, so that makes sense that they do a stream on that, which is the 16th. Yeah. And then the Annapurna stream, which has a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of the trailers in there looked, or the the, the, the flashes they gave of games. Um, some interesting stuff in there, which is like the 29th. So stuff to come. Um, but until then, gamingstart.com is the name of the website. You can find all the videos and the podcast up there. And it's been refreshed and it works and it looks great. Um, and uh, it makes our lives hella easier. Um, so it works. It works unless you set a post to go in the listen. Past, then I was God, so I I was trying to schedule the the Shadows of Damned video. It should, no Shadows of Damned. God, that's all that's in my head now. Shadows of Doubt video to go up. And I was trying to schedule it, and it kept automatically posting. And I could not figure out what the fuck was going on. I was like, oh shit, what part of this did I fuck up when I built this thing? Um, no, I was just setting it to go live in the past, and the system was handling it because I was great and handled it when that happened um so yeah it all works it's, it's awesome um so yeah uh youtube.com slash gaming start subscribe there get notified when we put new videos up the like we say the shadows of doubt video is up it's worth a look very interesting game we're on facebook and twitter search gaming start find us on there podcast at gaming start oh i'm not gonna give the email address because it might be broken not sure we will find <laughs> out soon i need to Fair wait enough. for our hosting to roll over to see if i still have that email address they will not yeah, tell me if enough. i continue to keep that um if not we'll set up another one um and that's us stay safe enjoy what you're playing we will see you in two weeks bye goodbye